everybody. Welcome to Water or Wine Time. This is with <laughs> Megan Weaver, Love, Life, and Entertainment. I have Jacqueline Ceres with me. Hey. Hello. Thank People you are already me. on pod, um, on Periscope right now. You're welcome. Yes, of course. <laughs> so first of all, let's cheers. We have our wine because everyone knows it's Water or Wine Time. Cheers. Yes, cheers. James right. says hi. Okay. Hi, James. <laughs> Made a new friend already. I don't know if you know a James, but I know a James, or now we both know a James. Hi, James. All right, so just to let you guys know who's watching on Periscope and on podcast, Jacqueline has been on How to Get Away with Murder. She has a project with Revenge, uh, The Last Game, Blue Texas, The Open Relationship, and also Mission SOP. And as I was looking that up, oh, we have our video here. Did want to yeah. make sure we acknowledge everybody on all three. So locations. people are watching on that one as well. No. Oh, okay, okay, so just so everybody's watching, That's we cool. have Periscope, and then we have the camera. That's for us. That's okay. for us, just All to right. keep. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new thing we're setting up here, a new thing I'm trying. Lots of cameras out It's here. a lot of cameras. It's like our two-camera setup, but yeah. not a three-camera setup. Um, <laughs> where are we, guys? We're actually at my house, my studio. Yes. I'm going to call it my studio. It is a studio. We've even got a fog machine. There's a fog machine, guys. There is a <laughs> fog machine. <laughs> Oh, okay, so that's where I was actually going to go into for this one project as I'm doing research on my lovely friend here. Uh, Mission SOP has Dennis Rodman involved. Now, he's a character. Yes, he is a character. (laughs) In real life, I would imagine. So, I don't, have you met him when working with this particular project or was it something else from another previous experience and what was he like in person? Right. I haven't met him because of this project. This project is in pre-production, so I know very little about it. Uh, I think we start shooting in August or September, but I did meet Dennis Rodman one time in uh, Santa Monica. He was there with his manager and an assistant, and they were about to jump on a plane, and it seemed like he kind of just wanted to stick around and and hang Mm -hmm. out, Mm -hmm. and his manager was trying to get him on a plane that was leaving in like 15 minutes. But he was very fun, and, and... you know, I think people have these ideas of what he should be like, and I felt like he was a gentleman, and he had tacos with us and lots of stories to share. So I had a fun time with Dennis Rodman. And I feel like for some people, they have this personality that they perform either for him on the court or on camera. Right. But then in actuality, in real life, it's completely different than what they're perceived on you know right. when they do their films and television and that's why I like doing this podcast too yeah because a lot of people when you see them on tv you know if they're playing a villain you're like oh my gosh this person is evil in real life and it's right. like no it's called acting you know <laughs> there's um, a lot going on it's not just one specific yeah. trait yeah and they were saying that people judge him based on his appearance and you right. know what he looks like and people do that they, do you think that you ever getting you know been judged based on your looks? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> I mean, yes. You know, I look a certain way, and I think people think that I should behave a certain way or talk a certain way, and it's fine. Um, because we live in LA, I think it's a little bit different out here. People are more open minded. I'm from Texas, so it, you know, people have their ideas in Texas for the most part. So mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy being out here. But there, there are a lot of people that are more open minded. Mm-hmm. Now, do what about casting wise? Because obviously, yeah. casting you know has some basis of how you look, right? Do you think it's worked in your favor, or how do you think that your looks have played into your casting? Right, I I definitely think that I look this way, and they cast a blonde girl that looks you know and has this sort of body type, and I 
it has been beneficial because there are lots of parts in TV and film for people that kind of look like me. Uh, unfortunately, it kind of puts me in a box, but it's the beginning. I'm, I feel like I'm still a toddler in this career, in this path of mine. So I'm open to it. I'm not closed off, and I don't judge it. I just go with it. Now, what about someone's asking about a scary movie? Have you been offered any roles for scary movies? And I love, what's your role for that? I love reading scary uh, film uh, scripts. I don't watch them because they really genuinely freak me out. But I produced a scary film last summer called Club uh, Lingerie, and I was also in it. So I love that world. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I you know I can do a mean scream. Oh, <laughs> I would say to practice a scream, but I'm like we're a little bit in close. We're proximity. like right in front of me, and like we're really this close. So I'm like ah. We'll take your word for it that you could do a good screen. Right. <laughs> but would you get scared working on playing that role? Because you're saying you get scared watching it. I what get about scared playing watching. it? I'm sure I'd get a little frightened, you know, but I think they're interesting and it's good to figure out the, the fear in a story. And, mm -hmm. and yeah. I think it kind of would bring out some authentic, you know, like Absolutely. real, genuine screams. Some you really know? scary stuff. <laughs> now they were asking about revenge. Now yes. I know there's a TV show revenge, yes, it's not... but this is something different. So tell me about the revenge that you're a part of. Right. So revenge is a short film that we did in December 2012. So it's been a while. It went to the Cannes Film Festival mm -hmm. in 2013, and it was a period piece set in the 1800s. And I got to ride horses and shoot guns and like I said I'm from Texas so I was in my element um and I also had two small children so that was the first time that I was cast having children because mm. um, normally it's you know a younger sort of uh character or whatever but I had a lot of fun I was on set for four days at the Paramount Ranch out here in Agora Hills and it was a good time it was a great learning experience and then from there um I developed a relationship with the director and that's uh, who I'm working uh, with Dennis Rodman with. Mm. So everything is kind of connected, you know. Now, is that how you received the, this particular project, uh, Mission SOP, because of the relationship that you have with him? Right. The other yeah. Guy? Okay. Abs uh, yeah, we've got two uh, independent films that are filming this year, and it's from that director. Mm. So, you know, it's all connected. It's fun to continue working with people that you feel comfortable with and, and happy with. Uh, what is your inspiration for acting? Um... My inspiration for acting, I'd have to say that it always changes. You know, I love it. I've always loved it. I feel very emotional, and that's the main reason that I came to L.A., because I thought, I'm so emotional, I need to, to do this. But there are many more reasons why we do what we do, obviously. But it changes, you know. Um, connecting with people and collaborating is what really drives me, uh, like what we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. Working alone is not really my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what else? I'm just, as we're talking about things you're working on, I saw your Insta movies. Yes. And on a previous <laughs> podcast, I have a comedian, and a lot of people know on like social media or like Vines, people mm -hmm. do comedies. You right. know, it's like little funny jokes in like these five in seconds. Six seconds, yeah. Or six seconds, or Instagram, it's 15 Quick. seconds. But I realize on yours, it's drama. Like, you mm -hmm. have some drama in there. <laughs> and we talk about that, you know, hopefully you guys are watching and listening. And we'll go back to that podcast and we'll realize, like, this is someone who's doing it, too. Because we talked about right. how doing, a, doing something dramatic. Mm -hmm. If comedy is not your thing or your shtick and you have this social media aspect with Instagram, with right. Vine, do what you feel comfortable doing. And they're interesting, 
Watch your Insta movie, guys. Watch your Insta, Insta movies on Facebook or Instagram. Yes. They're good. What I, was your inspiration for? What made you decide to do that? Um, you know, I always daydreamed in like little music videos when I lived back in Texas. That was also an inspiration to come out here. I wanted to do music videos, even though I'm not a musician, but that's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of footage and I have a group of people that I work with and we sometimes just play. You know, it's a 15 second video from whatever footage that I have and we put some music on it and sometimes they're funny. A lot of times they're very dramatic mm-hmm. and, you know, insane. But I have fun choosing the sound to it and cutting and changing the coloring and working as a team. My place is always busy with people. I also I have a one bedroom and it's a studio mm-hmm. and I've got, you know, cameras and chairs and everything. So we're always playing and it's fun to be creative. And just upload it on Instagram or Vine. I just mm-hmm. recently got into Vine. Uh, Vine has some funnies. Oh, they were asking, what is the movie, the Mission SOP, about? Um, you know, I've read the script twice, and it's kind of a whimsical piece about saving the world. So it's mm-hmm. really insane and kind of dramatic and fantastical. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> now, when are you guys supposed to be scheduled for shooting? Do you guys have anything set up, or um, is it still in the pre-production? They mentioned August, but, you know, it always changes, so we'll see. And is this something that's going to be going to theaters nationwide, it, or It should to be festivals? going to theaters. Yeah, okay, that should cool. be going to theaters. And you have a decent, like, a good part? I have a good part, yeah. Oh. I'm a little bit of an action hero in it, so we'll see. <laughs> I love action. What do you guys think about action stuff? Because I think, you know... I always love, love it when I see a woman playing a badass. Right. Action there needs shit. to be more. There needs to be more. So everyone who's out here, if you're writing, <laughs> if you're a director out here, write some badass women roles for action, you know? <laughs> and then someone said Inception. Uh, I didn't see. Did you see Inception? I didn't. I didn't. Okay, How can we'll you see. see that tiny print? I know. I, I know. have to, like, go in here. I'm, like, squinting. No idea what's going on. <laughs> Side note, so I'm actually good for my eyes. I was supposed to. I've been wearing contacts and glasses for, like, forever. Yeah, but me now too. I don't need them to drive, so I feel like I don't need them for life. So I have been wearing. I need them for Periscope. <laughs> I need I need them for everything. I've been wearing contacts or glasses since I was in first grade. Yeah, that was me. I had those mm. thick, you know, really yeah. ugly. Thank God I'm not wearing them anymore because you guys would make fun of me. I have glasses. them. I have them. <laughs> oh, what's your favorite movie? That's a good question. I don't think I have that as a part of my. Oh my gosh, thing. I've got several, but. My favorite movie of all time is Opening Night, which is a John Cassavetes film about an actress um, in the theater. And so Jenna Rollins, who was his wife for many years, plays the part. A lot of his films are actually my favorite. Opening Night, A Woman Under the Influence, uh, Minnie and Moskowitz. They're movies from the 60s and 70s. Do you guys know about them, anybody? I'm like, those are, <laughs> John those are, those are real classic right. classics. <laughs> also Casino, you know, The Godfather. Um, blow all the gangster films. Mm-hmm. Those are those are my fun favorites. I'm from a border town, so, so <laughs> I she's looking like those. a gangster. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she lives her gangster lifestyle through the watching the movies. But going back, because you said you're from Texas, yes. and there's a film called Blue Texas that you're involved right. in, and you directed it. Mm-hmm. And so, what made you decide to say, "Oh, I'm going to direct now"? and also acting right so that's a big adventure to step into absolutely last year was sort of a big creative world for me and I wasn't booking a lot of work so I was writing and making videos with a lot of friends and so I decided I'm going to be in Texas for 22 days I'm going I bought a camera I said I'm going to shoot something Mm -hmm. I wrote the story 
I reached out to a bunch of people. I ended up getting somebody to produce it for me, and they gave me a, a red epic. So we didn't even shoot with the camera that I had. And I put all my family members in it. We shot for four days, and it was you know, a story that I wanted to share. I've got two small children in it, so it was fun. You know, mm-hmm. I think that if you're not being cast in anything, you should be able to create and do it yourself and keep those creative juices kind of flowing. So how did you go about, you know, getting all the equipment and getting your crew and all that? Because that's a big thing to do, right. too. Because obviously, if you're an actress, it's like, yeah, you have some of these things, but mm-hmm. how were you able to pull together your team to create that? Well, I bought a camera. I got a credit card and I bought a camera at Best Buy and I didn't even end up using it because I found a team. So when I lived in Texas, I hosted a TV show and I reached out to my old boss and I said, this is what I'm trying to do. Do you know of anybody that can, you know, shoot it for me or that wants to be a part of it? And he was like, we'll do everything. We will produce it. We'll shoot it. We'll cut it. We'll do the sound. We'll color correct. Just everything. And I think it just came from me reaching out to people and I think... Sometimes we shy away from it because we feel like we don't deserve to or we feel, you know, inadequate or, you know. I shy away from asking people for help a lot. And you would be surprised to know that they really do want to help you and they want to collaborate. And so I found a big team and, like I said, I put my family members in it and we're editing now. So it should be done soon. (laughs) So what's your end goal for that particular film? Do you want to shop that around to festivals or what's the end goal for you? I want to see what it looks like at the end, you know, um, and then submit it to film festivals wherever I see that it fits. But mostly it was a creative project for myself, for my family. It's up on IMDb, you know, I'll cut a trailer for it and put it up there as well. But it was really just creative. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And then what's the story? Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So know to... This, a little info. Yeah, it's a sad story. Like you said, a very dramatic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though I love comedy, and that's my main focus right now, comedy. But um, the story is about three sisters that relocate to West Texas because they've lost their mother. So I'm the older sister, and I'm taking care of a one-and-a-half-year-old and a, a seven-year-old, and I'm trying to re- just readjust their lives without their parent. And I, my character lived in San Francisco, and so it's been kind of a, a change for her to come back and now have a family and be responsible for, for children. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a happy story. It has a happy ending. <laughs> yeah, okay, so it's not all sad. We're not going to no, be crying No, you might cry time. a lot, but You'll not cry a lot, time. but then at the end you'll feel some sort of, but we don't want to spoil it. And right, the info right, right. <laughs> now you said you also love comedy, too. I love comedy. Where do you think is your strong suit, or what do you have, what are you more drawn towards? I, I moved to L.A. to do drama because I felt very emotional and dramatic and all of that, and I can really connect to all the darknesses. But in time, reading scripts and watching TV and really training and being connected with your funny. I have a lot of very funny family members that are ridiculous, and I grew up with all of that. And it's not until recently that I realized that it's kind of a part of who I am Mm -hmm. because I've been around it for so long. And so I love multi-cam comedy. I love that it's like the theater that it's uh, a little bit more loose than, you know, single cam, which is also amazing. Uh, so that's my goal. I want to be on a multi-cam comedy show and be happy going to work every day and, you know, telling jokes and rather than crying all this. <laughs> yeah, it's like just crying every day. I, I do that in my personal life. Yeah. I don't need to do that professionally. It's like you clock in and you're crying, you clock out and you're still you're crying. crying. Like, you are just a crying person. <laughs> But writing yeah. style, you know, do you feel like you have, I know the, you know, the particular pieces, you know, mm-hmm. drama, would right. you ever write a comedy? Um, 
you know, I write because I want to make my own content, but I want to leave the writing to writers because I feel like that's their talent and they've studied that and I respect their process. I'm not a writer. I'll write my stuff so I can work, though. Mm -hmm. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> I will still do something for I myself. I will write for yeah. myself, but not, you know, not in that sort of sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, uh, who is your favorite actor? Do you have any, or maybe favorite favorites? I know. Most just don't have such one. a loaded or question. actresses. I really love Jessica Chastain. Mm -hmm. Really love her. I felt like she was in the sidelines for a very long time, and then now, you know, in the last few years, she's really blown up. But she's so talented. I mean, uh, th she did a play, a film, and they shot the behind the scenes of this production with Al Pacino in, I think, 2005. I, the name escapes me right now. But I went to the theater and I saw everything and there was a Q&A and I just thought she was just beautiful and flawless and so very emotional and connected and, you know, she's amazing. Yeah. Have you seen her work? I mean, Zero Dark Thirty, it's pretty badass. Um, so she's one of my favorites. Like I said, Jenna Rollins, but that's from back in, in the 70s. Uh, she played the grandmother on The Notebook and her son directed, Nick Cassavetes directed The Notebook. So she's one of my favorite actresses. And then, of course, you know, you've got Meryl Streep and mm -hmm. Al Pacino and Robert De Niro mm -hmm. that could do no wrong. Um, I also really am feeling Sofia Vergara right now. Yeah. Naturally, you know. I, was I, like, I can see that naturally, yeah. <laughs> I feel her. I love her. <laughs> I think she's on top of the world right she now. She is. Yeah. Now, it's interesting with her particular story that – they struggle with her accent mm -hmm. and with her look because like going back to that and having a certain look and what people expect, you know, right. you to do or when they know about you, yeah. how does that for you? Because I even saw on Instagram, you said, you know, yeah. what was it? it you Make know, fun of it all the time. Yeah. It's like, but you look white, but you're Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I feel like that has to be something that you deal with or someone has to have, you know, to address that. And then you start speaking Spanish and they're like, whoa, 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 what right. is this? Yeah, that happens all the time. I'm 100% Mexican, you know, I've got some Spanish blood, but I never get cast as a Latina ever. If I want that, I have to write something for myself, which is fine. Um, I'll get there at some point, and I'll be able to be in a perfect place at the perfect time. But, yeah, I don't look like what people think, you know, Mexican people look like. And Sofia Vergara, I think, came out here, and she was blonde. Mm -hmm. Nat she's naturally blonde, and she had to dye her hair darker. And But she's been working a long time. Like, I don't know how old she is, and I wouldn't want to say, but she's been hustling a very long time. And she had to kind of play the game until she got Modern Family, you know. But, um... I don't feel like I struggle with it. I think it's kind of entertaining to, like, see people's reactions. Not because I like to make fun of them, but because it's fun. Um, yeah, I just won't get cast for anything. I go out for commercial auditions in where I have to speak Spanish, and I still won't get cast for it. And mm -hmm. Spanish is my first language, so I speak it fluently. Um, they're just looking for a specific type. And it's I, a look. It's a look, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so... I'll get a commercial in the in the right time whenever they want a blonde speaking Spanish. Yeah, where are you? It's like when you look at that because even when you have, if you guys don't know for auditions, it'll have little boxes. It'll have you know under forty, over forty, and then it says ethnicity. Mm -hmm. Then it says you know white, black, Hispanic, and then so on and so on. But it's almost like for you, looks wise, you could check the white box. Yeah, I do. I check both. Oh, you do check yeah. both. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, hey, you know, out. and even when I go out, I've gone out for Hispanic roles. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not always, you know, they look for 
I went out for a maid role mm-hmm. and they were looking for someone that was yeah. older and I'm like, I don't know if I fit. <laughs> you know, you just never, role. you just have but to you go never out. Looking for. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. never know. You just go out and you do it. Um, the reason I check white is because it caused a problem during um, like a transaction in casting. They didn't match it up. I'm like, okay, fine. Just check them both if it's going to be much easier for everybody looking at a page, you know. Mm, Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Now, have you had any projects that you've worked on that you're like, oh, I wish I didn't do that? Um, or maybe even if it's like some people that you've worked with, like, I won't work oh, with you. Oh, yeah. You're like, yeah, that popped up. <laughs> now, what was that situation? We don't have to do any names. Right. If you want to do a name, I'm not mad. Yeah. But <laughs> what was that experience like working with them? I think, um, you know, you get to know people when you're working so closely with them, especially, I think, on a production because you're running around. And sometimes it just doesn't work for you and you realize you want to work with somebody that has a different sort of um, – personality I don't know maybe something less stressful I'm very sensitive to people's energy so if I see that like you're running around and you don't know what you're doing and you're the boss it makes me really uncomfortable you know I'll try and put on a big girl hat and and keep moving forward but I you know you you just keep moving forward you're not stuck working on something which is fortunate and unfortunate Mm -hmm. in this world um but it can get interesting you know I'm sure not everybody loves working with me either, so, you know. Oh, no. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm sure I can be impossible at one point. <laughs> but what about any of those projects? Do you have projects that you're saying that, A, you wish you didn't do, or you're like, oh, I hope no one ever shows that project? Um. Okay. So I, I feel that way often, and then I have to remind myself I did it, and I have to keep moving forward, and I don't like to dwell on it because then it'll just cause me uh, to fall into a depression, (laughs) you know? That's true. So I try really hard not to think about it. Um, What comes up to my my mind right now is I have a YouTube channel, Mm -hmm. and I've posted a lot of Dear Diary videos in the last year, and now a lot of them are on private because I feel like... My world is just kind of out in, in, in the internet, and anyone that can, or anyone that is curious will search it and then see what I've done. And so that can get tricky, but I don't regret it because it was something I was feeling and feeling creative about, you know? Mm, that's if true. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Now, what about who do you want to work with professionally? Oh my God. <laughs> You're like, yes. It's almost like it's speaking into existence. You got so excited. I, it's so exciting. I really, I've mentioned her already this third time. Jenna Rollins. Um, we're going to have to look her up when I, before I leave. Yeah. Um, and then the, the people that I think everybody wants to work with. I really love Angelina Jolie. And uh, I think mm-hmm. that she is just, I mean, she is top notch. <laughs> Uh, the last the last film that she directed I saw in Texas, and I was just blown away by her bravery to take on such an incredible story. So I'd love to, to even meet her. I might fangirl, though. And when I fangirl, I don't talk. So um, yeah, You don't want to shut down in those situations. No. Oh, my God. Uh, Carrie Stoll from House of Cards, which I just saw he booked a big film, I think an action hero film. Do you watch House of Cards? Love House okay. of Cards. Do you know, Carrie is the, the character in the very first season. Jeez, um, I can't remember his name. But, oh, and I don't want to say what happens to him because then I'll oh, ruin yeah, don't, it. Oh, yeah, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Anyway, Carrie Stoll. I really love him. Um, who else have I been obsessing over? You know, I don't know about, like, working directly, but I want to meet J-Lo. J-Lo, oh, I yeah. love J-Lo. <laughs> She's actually been looking 
like better and better. I know they've been saying it like pretty much on all like, She's like social media line. stuff. I'm like, how do you look better than what you did like in your 20s? Like you look flawless. She's 45, right? I want to yeah, I want to say she's like 40 in her she's 40s. She's amazing. And you look like freaking awesome. I don't know how it's possible, but whatever she's doing, she is. we she needs to sell it and put it in a bottle she's and give it to everybody. I, she is. She's selling fitness. Oh, she does. She actually does sell it. Now that I'm, yeah. She's selling her, us. Yeah. Her health and her, what she eats. She puts it out on some website. Instagram and yeah. Yeah. It's all online. So go get that. Everybody get it. needs that. Yeah. Everyone needs that in their life. <laughs> um, yeah. But, um, okay. So as we're going to. Uh, go into another topic. Yes. We're going to oh, talk I about... Yes. I see the face. <laughs> I know. But this is a segue into it. Who would you want to play your love interest? My love interest. Okay. Ready? Yes. I love Woody Harrelson. <laughs> I bet you didn't see that coming. No, up. I didn't. And I was thinking, as soon as you said ready, I'm like, wait, who is this? <laughs> I love him. And my prototype is Alec Baldwin. Okay. So, I like the older guys for sure, you know. Um, True Detective was, first season of it was my favorite. So both of those guys are, for me, prototypes. Um, yeah, all those boys. Is, no, those are men. <laughs> you said all those boys. Those are men. I like men. She's mentioning grown men here. Yeah. Grown men. So, is there a grown <laughs> man? You know, this was the next question. Yeah. Who is the grown man in your life? Is there one, or are you looking for this... You know, older. This older gentleman. <laughs> Alec Baldwin type guys. Yeah, I, I don't have anybody right now. And I think that um, it's difficult to kind of date in L.A., I think. Um, it's like casting. It sounds really ridiculous. It's like casting. You know, my life is difficult. And then you're dealing with somebody that probably has a chaotic life. And you have to kind of come together and figure things out. And so I'm single right now. I'm totally fine being single. I just got out of something very, very recent, mm -hmm. and it makes me just want to focus on work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess you're saying that that situation has pushed you to do maybe more grinding for yourself yeah. other than looking for someone else. Are you looking, or are you just kind of I'm like... not looking. No, I'm not looking. Mm -hmm. I think that when it comes, it'll come, and actively looking is not my thing. It gives me a little bit of anxiety. And is your type... Is that your personal type? The one Alec Baldwin and Woody Harrelson? Is that like your dating type? Just so we know. Just so everybody in the universe I mean, no, knows. the last guy I was dating was not, you know, he's younger than that or whatever. Um, I don't know if I have a type. I think it depends on the connection, um, where you're at with your life and how confident that person is and what their uh, nightlife is like. The nightlife for me is a problem because I don't really, I like to have a good time. But I don't like to go out and party and stay. I'm an early bird. I'm up at 5 o'clock in the morning most days. Okay, that's early. It's <laughs> early. It's a problem if you're dating somebody because I'm up and they're wanting to be in bed until whenever, you know. Uh, so nightlife is kind of a big question for me. And then sometimes people aren't upfront about it and you end up finding out later mm. what the, the lifestyle is really like, you know. <laughs> now, do you think that you would date someone that's in the industry? Or is it not really an issue? You're just kind of like, whatever it is. I mean, I think we're in the city, so it happens all the time. And it's kind of hard not to find somebody that's not in the industry. I don't, I don't mind it at all. I think it, we just have to connect, come together, have some chemistry, and keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, what about dating. since you've been here, you know, have you had, what's your worst dating situation? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> 
It seems like there's like a bunch. Like, yep, that one, that one, mm -hmm, and him too. <laughs> um, dating. Let's see. I've gone on a couple of like very terrible first dates. Uh, one time, this guy uh started talking to me about religion, and I mean, I grew up Catholic. I have no problem talking about religion, but he was like forcing Catholicism on me and I'm already Catholic so it didn't really fit he was also you know I think a recovering alcoholic and so it, I don't know I don't know it caused a lot of really mm. crazy drama and I in the middle of the day I was like I don't think this is working and he got up and took off so it was uncomfortable oh in the middle of the date in the middle like, of the I'm date out. yeah because I was like it's not working you know this is weird. You're like, okay. I, could you stop talking about religion for the third time? Guys, don't talk about religion oh on a date. Oh, my gosh. That's please. crazy. No religion talk. Yeah, it's like, okay, so note to everyone listening, don't do that. Uh, so do you, I guess you believe that you know you could still find your soulmate and be in this business. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something? Okay. I mean, it's like any other career, you know. I think if you're open to wanting to be with somebody, you can absolutely find someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, when you're not acting, when you're not writing or doing something, mm -hmm. what's your hobbies? Like, what do you like to do outside of this business? I try to fly home often because I have a huge Mexican family. I've got 10 nieces and nephews and a goddaughter. So Aww. I go home. I was just in Texas for Mother's Day, and we went to the ranch, and I was out with all the children with animals and goats and everything, and a goat bit my hair. I was, you know, I turned around to take a picture, <laughs> and the goat bit my hair. No. And you turn around, and you see him but with like, a bunch is it, Okay, you're good, though. It's yeah. not like a little no. gaping hole. He had, like, okay. five blonde strands in his mm -hmm. mouth. It was really scary, though. I had a headache the rest of the day. But, I mean, it looks like hay. <laughs> so, maybe the goat, I don't know. I'm pretty sure the goat. I hope my hair doesn't hay. look like hay. <laughs> but it's the color, the blonde, right? I'm like, hey. He hay. got confused. He got confused. Or, Their vision isn't good. Or maybe I got too close, you know? He was like, you got to move out. Of my space. You were in the goat space. I was in the goat so space. So maybe, yeah, in defense <laughs> of the goat, the goat has bad vision and you were cramping its space. I was really upset. He was like, goat, we were friends up until you took my hair. And now we're not cool anymore, goat. Now I'm leaving. Gotta now go. I'm leaving. Now my family's mad because now I'm leaving. <laughs> I can't be here anymore. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. <laughs> now my family's mad. Now yeah. your family's mad because now you're coming back to L.A. because you're pissed off. Oh, here. my God. The damn goat. It's yeah. the goat. It's the goat. It's the goat. So be everyone be mindful about being around goats because yeah. they're not. Yes. Do not turn. I had a baby on my hip and they were like, picture, turn around, quick. And the goat was like, the goat no. was like, this girl's going down. Like, I'm taking her down. You know, the baby might be okay, but her, <laughs> but not her feeling no. her. Not feeling her. Not feeling her. So that's not, um. <laughs> so, so I do go home a lot. I travel to Texas to see family, but I have a, a big group of girlfriends. We go to dinners, you know, we go to the beach. I, for a long time, I was going to Malibu. Mm-hmm. A lot. I thought, I need to move to Malibu. I got to be there for, you know, I just felt like being close to the ocean. But it's so far away from everything that we're doing out here, so it's best to stay in this area. Um, but for me, my priority are really relationships. Friendships, family, you know, if I'm in a relationship, that's obviously a priority. But Got it. Yeah. No, obviously working with goats is not your strong skill. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but uh, what about outside of acting? You know, do you have a special skill? Like, I, what do you like? A I like hat? horseback riding. Um, I don't do it as often as I wish I did because it takes time to you know go and take care of the the horse and prepare it for the ride. Mm -hmm. I do really love that. Um, I'm not a girl that's like 
into hiking or anything like that. I'm kind of, <laughs> I wish I was because that's a huge deal out here. I work out. Um, I For a long time, I was working out at Tracy Anderson, which got very expensive, but it was oh, fun. It's expensive. It's very fun. Um, yeah, what else do I do? Man, my life is sounding boring. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like to shop. Look at, I mean, I just bought these shoes. The shoes cure the blues. And they are nice shoes, just They're for fun. people. I'm just going to do that because I can on Periscope. They're like Barbie fluffy shoes. So oh, you guys yeah. know they're pink and they're like fluffy. So <laughs> some of the people watching it, they're like, oh, you're looking for some new shoes? There you go. They're my little Carrie Bradshaw shoes. Yes, they are. That's like the perfect description yeah. for them, too. <laughs> I yeah. should get closer. There, there we go. go. Yeah. Okay. I'll tweak it. Yeah, I just adjust the camera. Um, do, do you always know that you wanted to be an actress when you were a kid? Or was there something else that you wanted to do when you were growing up? No, I did. I used to circle everything in the phone book that had to do with uh, film and television. So I'm like, Mom, take me to KTSM. She's like, what am I going to do taking you to a news station? So I did know that I wanted to be involved with TVs and film Mm -hmm. and storytelling. And then, you know, they put me in theater. And I've always been really shy and really just nervy. So I'd go to class and then cry. So I wouldn't do anything but cry, which is good, but not really. Yeah, it's like, do you like this? But now it's paying off because now you can cry. (laughs) It's like, good. I mean, I can do it, but can I talk? I don't know. I have to work on my talking. Yeah, it's like, she can't talk, but she can cry. (laughs) So if you have her, if you're casting, if your daughter or son is crying in a class, hone that. Hone that and yeah. see what what that means because maybe they're going to be the next Oscar winner mm-hmm. for crying, yeah. <laughs> for crying, I'm, for crying, crying woman, best cry ever, yeah, best cry gotcha. in a motion picture. <laughs> I love you for saying I'm that. Like, Emma. <laughs> you never know; they might create these new categories, just like they have, you know, Netflix. They have all this mm-hmm. new social media, or they the have reality. all these new, yeah, they have these new realities. You know, do you reality? What's your reality favorite? Oh my gosh, the Housewives of Atlanta. Love them. I need to catch up. They are crazy. I love Nene Leakes, even though she scares me sometimes. But she is a badass woman, and she doesn't apologize for anything. You know, when maybe sometimes she should, but she doesn't apologize for being fabulous. And the woman is on Broadway or was on Broadway, you know. So how do you feel about that? Because now there are so many. Well, not so many, but there are people who do reality Mm -hmm. that are now breaking out and doing acting right I think that it's easy to see who really wants it and who works at it and I feel like she does work at it um and I'm not hating on it because I feel like we all have an opportunity to be seen now we have YouTube and Vine and everything that you're saying if we focus on thinking you know I it's not fair because people are doing reality then it's kind of a negative way or a negative outlook you know Mm -hmm. um but acting is not easy. I think you have to keep working on it and keep, you know, your team happy so they send you out. Keep yourself happy so you don't fall into a depression. So it's good for anybody that can take that route and really hustle for it and, and, and you know, be happy about it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you weren't doing acting, you know, I know what we said when you were a kid, you mm-hmm. knew what you wanted to do. But let's right. just say if that wasn't even a factor, what would you be doing? Oh, my gosh. I always want to do a million things. You know, I wanted to teach history. I wanted to teach a pre-K class, teacher sort of route, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I've always thought about law and what it would be like to be an attorney. So, But I think that comes with the territory of being an actor because you're able to kind of go into that world 
in a different film or a different TV show or theater, you know. But I don't know. I would so be all over the place. So you could do all these things, but in an acting venue, but you yeah. would just do it all in real life. Yeah. If that was, you know, your thing. My dad works, or retired from the Union Pacific Railroad, and I was always so um, entertained by the tracks and the railroad and, you know, listening to jazz music with my dad on a train. So that world excites me too, but I would never be an engineer because I don't, I don't even think there are many women engineers. <laughs> There, there's I'm some, sure there's yeah. some. I know there's some. Maybe there's someone watching or listening. Like, yeah. oh, I'm an engineer. I, I'm a woman. <laughs> I actually know a couple of female engineers. Really? I don't know, I, and what they do, because mm-hmm. I'm not an engineer and I have not played one, so <laughs> I don't know the skill sets or things that you need to do. Right. I mean, my dad obviously had uh, women that worked with him, but they weren't on the trains. They were handling other things. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, because life, life is different now. I'm sure there is. Yeah, and I think there's there's different. You know, you might not be an engineer that's working on the tracks, mm-hmm. but doing something right. You know, in an office or in a building somewhere else, and not maybe as grueling, right? As you know, what a, Being a on job. A train, yeah, yeah, exactly. What a guy would do. Now, do you have a favorite? What's your favorite project? I know we said there are things yeah. that you might not, you know, you could take back or wish you didn't do. But you've got to have a favorite project or your most thing that you're drawn towards. Okay. Um, Revenge was, it was is definitely up there because, like I said, I got to ride horses and shoot guns. And I was up at 4 o'clock in the morning driving to set. And, you know, when you get that feeling when you're driving to set and you're, like, so grateful that you're going to go act and tell a story. So Revenge was great. Unfortunately, it didn't last so long. I wish I could do that for like two months at a time mm-hmm. or longer. Um, making my YouTube videos and um, having girlfriends like what we're doing right now come over and shoot things is also my favorite because we're the bosses. We're doing whatever we want. There's creativity just flowing and, and you just go for it. Um, and then I also produced a, a film last summer that was really chaotic. Uh, there was a guy that actually got in a motorcycle accident that was terrible Mm. so we all got very close because of it thankfully he's fine now but the collaboration aspect of every single project is my favorite Mm. it's fun I like that and I like how you say it's just like the women and you know girls doing it Mm -hmm. you know I've heard so many times you know certain people saying that you know it's hard for us as women to do certain things but you know you're saying taking those reins and doing it Mm -hmm. you know and if you have a passion if you're interested in doing it then why not? I think if we continue to say that it's hard for us, it's going to continue to be hard for us. It's a matter of uh, perspective and positivity and feeling the power to actually go for it and do it, you know. And it takes a while to actually get there. I've been in L.A. for five and a half years, and I certainly didn't think this way even maybe a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. It takes a while and a good therapist. Yeah, he's a good <laughs> therapist. But if you don't have a good therapist... You have your friends. You Hopefully have your friends. someone, you know, your close friends that you could, you know, vent to <laughs> do all this. Absolutely. And then have your wine yes, over have and your have wine. your drinks. Cheers to Cheers. That. Yes. Girl power. <laughs> Girl power. <laughs> oh, what is something interesting, like an interesting fact about you? I know we've said so many new things, you know, for people to learn about you, but what's something <laughs> maybe you don't always share with everybody? What don't I share? You know, that's a good thing about YouTube because you become very open and you talk about things. I'm wearing a lot of hair extensions right now. And I wasn't wearing hair extensions when the goat bit my hair. Ah! So it, he took my hair. Um, extensions, I think, <laughs> are pretty common. Yeah. Uh, what else don't you guys know about me? I mean, I'm very shy. I feel like I'm introverted 
like that is who I am, but mm-hmm. the, in the business you really have to kind of come out of your shell and get out there and meet people and just explore, you know, but I feel very introverted. Like I stay home a lot. I read. I, like I said, I don't like the, the club scene or the nightlife, mm-hmm. but sometimes you got to do it. Mm-hmm. So there's got to be a balance of it. That's true. All right. Another random question for you. If you had a superpower, what would you have? Oh my God. So I, I would love to know when people are telling a lie because there are a lot of really good liars. Mm. So just lie, just a lie detector just right here. I like that. That's a different one, too. I like that one. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I mean, we're trained to know when people are telling lies. Yeah. But sometimes people but are we're really trained good. to lie, too, in this business. Yeah. Because, you know, we are telling a script. Yeah, I mean, we're, you know, delivering these lines, and these are not our personal stories. We're telling a story, and we're hopefully trying to find the honest truth of the story, but it's obviously not, you know, we're playing somebody. You're playing someone, so it's not... A truth to you. It's a truth it's to the story. To story. Yeah. Hopefully a little bit of a truth to you, right? But, um, and you can kind of tell when someone is fibbing, but I'm saying, you know, some people are really good at it. Says, some people are really ah. good. <laughs> really good. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> it's like, stop lying. It's like, oh, nope, I know you're lying. Yeah. I got that. Got it right here. Got it figured out, and now <laughs> I know what to do with you. <laughs> and then and you then can, like, everything, like, every sentence they're lying, it's like, hmm. Okay. like a red highlighter or red something. Yeah, a little sharpie. Yeah. Permanent marker kind of thing. Like, <laughs> keeping track of your lies. You yeah. Know. Counting. Yeah. Now, what about, all right, two more for you. And then, what, have you had an uncomfortable moment on set? And how did you deal with it? Because like we were saying, you're on set with people for hours. Mm-hmm. What right. do you do when you get uncomfortable with a person or a situation? Um, okay, so two things come to mind. I'll share the the less crazy one first. Um, I, when I'm on set, I kind of, I'm on my own and I like to do my own thing. And so if people are talking very loud, I have to kind of get away. But that's just because I'm, it's easy to irritate me. So I have to get away. You know, that's my own problem. Um, and then I did my very first audition that had nudity recently. And, um, for a long time, I didn't want to do that, and I thought, unless I get something that I feel compelled to do or feels fun, and I'm in a vibe where I just say, I don't care, I'll do it, and it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like some of the people in the room could have been more kind about the situation, so it was very uncomfortable, you know, very uncomfortable. But I think that when you're in a room and you you get to know the people that are in there, you can then decide, all right, I did the audition, and then if I get it, then you decide if you want to do it. So that was interesting. Now, it involved nudity, right? Mm-hmm. So how did that audition go? Because I, you know, did they say, get completely naked for us? No, no, it was or a body just... check. So it was just kind of like, here you go, this is what it is, and it, it's good, so it's fine. So you um, flash them? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And there were a lot of people in the room, so... You know, I'm comfortable with my body, and I was comfortable in that day and in that moment, so it was fine. It wasn't like anyone was like, or my manager said, do it. Not at Mm -hmm. all. It was my own choice, and I don't regret it, but I feel like sometimes the energy, or I'm hypersensitive to people's energy. You know, some some of them that were in the room, it was weird. What were they saying in the room that made it uncomfortable, or that made it Um, strange? I don't know if I want to share. (laughs) Oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. You're like, yeah, so about that. So, but, I mean, that goes for nudity, for auditions, they will. Yeah, it depends. It depends. You know, if they want a body check, I think they're supposed to send an email to your manager and say, this is what's going to happen, so be prepared. You don't just walk in there and, you know, 
take it all off. But again, this is my first one, so I don't have that much experience doing that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I'm just kind of okay with it at this point. Got it. If I like the story. Yeah, yeah. of course. So you haven't heard anything back for this particular No, this project just yet. happened. Just yeah. happened. Got and it. And I did a, a audition for a project on HBO, and I haven't heard from them either. So I haven't heard from my topless audition. <laughs> or HBO. Where are you, HBO? It's like, but those, like, HBO can push the envelope, too. So it's like, not saying that both should be nude, but, right. you know, HBO has its risky, mm -hmm. you know, type of language and, you know, sexuality, things like that. So you got those two things that we're waiting on. <laughs> it's a big deal. Okay, so after you hear about these, what is your complete success for you? When do you feel like I'm happy with where I am with my career? Right. I think that for me, it's managing my thoughts all throughout. So I try to focus on I'm happy right now. You know, I'm doing a lot of things and I'm happy now. And if I think of an end goal, then I am not happy. Uh, obviously, like I said earlier, I want to do multi-cam comedy. I want to be on a TV show. I want to laugh and collaborate and have an ensemble and that's what's on a vision board, you know. But I try and focus on being happy and grateful every day. Otherwise, I will go crazy. Yeah, I think we'd all go crazy. Yeah, you know, I'd be a little. I mean, I think we're all a little crazy to be in this Absolutely. business. Yeah, but it would make <laughs> us really, you know, unstably crazy if mm -hmm. we did that. So I, I consider myself pretty stable crazy. Stable crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like if that's a word, I'm stably crazy. I'm so. scattered crazy. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so scattered crazy and stable crazy are on this podcast right yes. now. So those are characters. <laughs> Those are the characters that we play in, in real life, maybe. <laughs> Great, I love it. So, um, as you guys have listened, it's like, oh my gosh, I've been listening to nutcases all day yeah. for this uh, Don't hour. pay attention to me. I know. <laughs> they're like, oh, they're a little loony. But maybe it's this. Just I'm going to blame bit, it on this guy. And actually, this is very tasty. I was a yes. good recommendation for the loony boon at the liquor store <laughs> who recommended this and thought I was crazy for asking for red wine. He thought it was the funniest thing. That's funny. He was like, oh, <laughs> She wants red wine. Maybe he had just gotten a really fun text message. He did. Or that I changes... think we said he was high. Or high. Hopefully it was a text. Anytime I get yeah. a good text, everything changes. You're in a good mood. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Or maybe fun. he's an actor and he just got booked for something. <laughs> yeah. So maybe the guy at the liquor store, congratulations yes. on your booking on whatever you're working on. So yay for liquor store guy. <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. <laughs> we did. And maybe he's watching this right now or listening to this or whatever. Maybe actually tell him the next time I go so you can hear about his recommendation for his wine. Absolutely. <laughs> so as that, as we wrap up, let us know where we can find out about your projects, where to right. stay up to date, social media, you know, all that jazz. All that jazz. Uh, I'm really active on Instagram. That's where I post all the Insta videos. Uh, and it's Jacqueline Cetacetis. Uh, should I spell it out? Maybe you should. Okay. I think we should. Let's, this, all right. let's give people, get a pencil, get a pen, get your iPad. Spell it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jacqueline, like Jacqueline Kennedy. So J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. And my last name is Spanish. It's Cetis Cetis. It's going to sound like I am repeating myself, and I am. It's C-E-R-E-C-E-R-E-S. And that's uh, Instagram. And YouTube, you can find me as well under Jacqueline Cetacetis. What else? I'm not really that active on Twitter and Facebook, really. Okay. I mean, I post stuff here and there. But, but everything is linked from Instagram anyway, because yeah. that's why I saw some of the Insta videos. Yeah. Because it, it goes up On there. Twitter. Yeah. Sometimes I'll do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think I have like 30 tweets right now. I'll go through and sometimes trim. But my, my website has everything. It's JacquelineCetacetis.com. Cool. Yeah. Cool. 
Yep, so you guys know in Periscope if you're watching this or on podcast. Uh, my Twitter in Periscope is Bacon Eaten Megan. And on Facebook, it is I am Megan Weaver because I have a fan page. All right. And then Instagram, Megan A. Weaver, M-E-G-A-N, and then A. Weaver. And I think that's all the social media. I try to limit some social media. I right. know they have Snapchat. I was on that. I got off. I Me know there's too. LinkedIn. But at the end of the day, if I'm on every social media, I wouldn't have a job and I would need to make social media my job. Right. So we have to limit. And I'm glad that Instagram and Twitter and Facebook are all linked together. Right. Yeah. So absolutely. I don't really tweet unless it's from my Instagram. And if every okay. now and then I'm like, oh, that's a funny tweet or something interesting. Something fun. Yeah. If it's something mind. like, yeah. oh, that's a one liner. Let me post it on Twitter. But overall, same thing like right. yeah, Instagram. Social media gives me a little bit of high anxiety. It's just so much sometimes. And it's then a lot. It's easy to just go on your phone and then start looking at things and then become... And then it's 5 o'clock and the day is done. Yeah. And you're like, wow, I've been doing this all day and I've done nothing else with my life. Yeah. Can't do that, guys. <laughs> Unless, like, they're paying. And I'm like, is Instagram going to start paying me? Yeah. And if they do, then I would. Product but placement. YouTube eventually, yeah, YouTube, mm-hmm. you can make money off of YouTube, so we've talked about that. Yeah. Tune into past ones if you guys need information about YouTube profits. It's Jahan's episode, if you guys are wondering. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching, and thank you for this little video oh, thing yeah. I have going on over here. I haven't even really looked at it. I know, mind. and you know what? I turned the camera on late. That's why I turned off. But I have oh. the bulk of it up there. I think it's at... Oh, 43. So we did good. Oh, we did good. We didn't get the intro. So Damn. that's for you guys in the podcast. I'm, we're trying new things on here, guys. <laughs> trying new things. We're learning. We're exploring here. We're practicing our two-camera setup. Yes. Because eventually it'll be happen. three camera. Mm-hmm. So now we know. But we didn't we look know. at that one. But I tried. That's practice. Practice. That's practice. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. Until next week on Water or Wine Time with Megan Weaver. Love, life, and entertainment. Bye. Bye. Thank you.